Less than three years ago, I was not making music. I was, I was delivering pizzas. I was lost. I was substitute teaching. I was overcoming. I was on the tail end of overcoming a battle with mental health. Um, and you know, I said I'm gonna follow my heart, and here we are. You know, it's life can change quick when you just decide, like, stop fighting it. You know. Anis, welcome to Louder. <laughs> Thank you. It's my pleasure, my honor to be here. I'm excited for this conversation and I'm excited to um, be in this conversation, not just with you, but with everybody watching. I think this will be very fruitful. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So wait, Anis, where do you live now? Just so we can get people to on board with where you are. Yeah, no, I'm outside the DC area. I live in Northern Virginia. Nice. And have you ever been to Dubai? I have not yet. Not Are you yet. planning? Oh, yeah, for sure. Actually, I was just having a conversation earlier today about plans to go there. So, yes. We can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to be there. I think it'll be, uh, I've only heard amazing things about the music scene, the art scene. So, it'll be a blast. It is great. And I can't wait to have you here. So, we're going to dive deep right now into uh, a journey into your inner thoughts. And I hope you're ready for a louder session. Um, um, filtering your behavior for fear of other people, which I was doing for a long time. So I know what it feels like to not live your truth. I know what it feels like to be um, modifying your lifestyle because you're afraid of what someone will say or what someone will think. But yeah, no, I think when you start to live your truth, it means you're following your heart. And I know that's a very cliche term to follow your heart or listen to your heart, but it's very real. Your heart is your brain. It's your, it's your most honest guide in life. And um, I hope that everybody finds a way to live their truth in that way. Uh-oh, I think it's muted now. Sorry, when did you feel like you have to live your truth? When I was at my lowest point, that's I think when I, think when I figured out, like, yeah, I've got to do this. Um, so I was, uh, a little backstory about me, I went to law school, became a lawyer, um, and throughout the process of that journey, I was very unsatisfied, very unfulfilled. I was not living my truth at all. I was, um, I was at a place in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I just felt like I had to do what was acceptable, do what was um, expected of you or traditional. Yeah. Whatever would like not be embarrassing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so throughout the process of pursuing that and basically going against what my heart was calling me to, I became the further you go from your heart's calling, the sadder and the darker life gets. And I think when I got to that lowest point of being very depressed, to be honest, I was at a point where I was like, okay, like I can either live this life of like sadness or I can make a, a tough decision. But on the other side of that tough decision will be happiness. And so it really wasn't that tough of a decision. It was just like the initial, like breaking it to everybody. But after that, everything was sort of like cake. When you say sadness, when did you start experiencing that type of sadness that forced you to change and pivot into a direction of what your heart truly wanted you to do? What, what happened there? Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a feeling throughout the day. It's the feeling of, of, you know, um, wanting to go to sleep, wanting to not, not being excited to wake up in the morning and, and, and do your daily schedule, not just being at a point where you dread the next day, you know, cause you should never feel that way. Life is so beautiful. Life is so incredibly abundant and beautiful. And there's so many possible, like we are so lucky and so blessed at least I am and very privileged from where I live and being in a place of, you know, having been raised comfortably with every option. And I know not everybody has that, but at least 
me being in this position, you know, I, the world was open to me to do anything I wanted to do. So many options, no limitations. And um, so it's like when, you, um, when you're at a place where you're dreading your days, you have to ask yourself, like, what am I doing wrong here? Because I don't think life has to be this way. Like, I, I know there are other options. And you see other people living those other options. You know, you look at artists that you admire. You look at entrepreneurs that you admire. You look at, you know, even people who decided, okay, I, I want to be a, um, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a soccer player. I want to be whatever. And they're doing it. And then you, you, when, you, when you contrast their reality with yours of, I don't want to be doing this and I'm very sad and I dread my days, you, you sort of come to a, a reckoning point where it's like, this is not the only option. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people, people come to their own, come to that reckoning point their own way. And I think maybe some people never come to that point. And it's quite, um, you know, sad sometimes to see that. But we're so blessed, especially in this age of digital media, where we're exposed to the options. You know, we're exposed. We see it. Even if you don't, li you don't have to live in L.A. or New York to see, oh, wow, like there's options, especially for an artist. There's options to be out here creating art and living this life um, and, and, and living your truth, like you said. And so I think, yeah, it came to a point when I started dreading my days, I was like, we can't do this any longer. You know? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And you and how how is how did you pivot from being a lawyer? Did you go into into law? Did you dive deep or did you study and and just get out of there? I put one toe in the water and said this isn't for me. Uh, you know, I, I studied, uh, passed the bar, became barred. Um, but as they, there were three months in between taking the law the bar exam and receiving my results, and they told me there's going to be three months before you receive your results. So those were the first three months that I had to myself for years. And I took those three months and I did like what you would call like soul searching, just sort of listening, mm -hmm. talking to people whose opinions matter to me. Um, and in those three months, I came to the conclusion, like no matter what my, whether I pass or fail, I'm not doing this. Even if I pass, I'm not doing this. And I passed, which is nice, but like, thank God. The real test was, I think for me and deciding like, I listen to my heart. So. 100%. And we're so glad you did because you are inspiring all of us out here. I mean, even overseas, thank you can you. clearly see that. Thank you, thank you. And and and, Anise, can you tell us what lovers do? I, I can tell you what lovers do. Lovers pursue what their heart calls them towards, just like this conversation. You know what I'm saying? And I think the funny thing is about about the song "What Lovers Do" that I wrote. A lot of people are, in, are, are, and I think every song should be open to interpretation, but a lot of people are interpreting that song as being quite romantic, you know, uh, um, intimate, you know, sensual. And like, that's great. But for me, I think the deeper message of, of, of the song and, and the concept of doing what lovers do is when your heart calls you to something, you have to chase it. Whether it's, I love this person and I have to, I have to pursue them. I love this job. I have to pursue it. I love this reality. I love um, myself. And um, I think it's that same degree of like passionate love that calls people to their, the love of their life, whether it's, you know, the person that they love the most, the job they love the most, the thing that the place they love the most. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's what lovers do. When did you write the song? It just got released, didn't it? It did, yep. We just released it on, um, 
place. Today's, today's Thursday. We released Thursday. it last Monday. And you know, the funny thing is I wrote it like over a year ago. I wrote it over a year ago. I put it on Instagram. Why you released now? Um, because when I wrote it, I'm so, I'm so constantly posting on social media every day. Um, Instagram, TikTok, boom, 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 boom. So I'm, I'm coming up with sketches all the time. Like what lovers do. Slip was a sketch. You know, Love is Crazy was all my songs that were, were at one point songs that I was sketching out and sharing on social media. And with what lovers do, um, it's just one of those sketches that I think my community really was like, this is, we like this, like you need to give us this. And I'm not one of those artists that is like, no, like I'm going to put out what I want and what I want. Only sometimes you got to listen to your audience and sometimes you got to, you got to be, you got to let it be a two way street of like, oh, okay, they, they're feeling this song. They're feeling this message. They're feeling this melody, whatever it is they're feeling, they're feeling it. Um, and so, uh, Finally, when I came to that realization of like they want this, I was like, let's give it to them. Let's let's record it. Let's produce it. Let's get it out. But honestly, what got me to your profile, I don't know. I kind of went into a hole on Instagram and found you. But what? <laughs> That's how Instagram works. <laughs> exactly. Um, but how I stuck there was your energy on 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 the social platform is different, and I'm so. I'm so like astonished by how your energy is received through social in the most um, soulful, beautiful, um, intentional way. And and uh, where where do you today put your intentions? What do what do you feel or believe that your purpose is today? After you've done your soul searching. Um. You know, it's going to sound very generic. Whenever I answer this question, it never sounds, uh, I don't think, as... There's I no think... one specific answer to this, but but um, I think all of our intention, all of our... Okay, my purpose in life and what I believe perhaps the purpose of life is, is to do everything you can with the talents and the abilities and the blessings and the privileges you were given to make the world a better place. It's so corny. It's, I know it's corny, but it's so real because, you know, if that weren't the case, then some people's lives would mean less than others, right? But, but, but since I believe it is the case, everybody's life is equally as impactful to the world as everybody else's. Whether you work at the Starbucks, you're the bank teller, you're the truck driver, you're the artist, you're the school teacher, like you are using your abilities whatever they are, your blessings, your privileges, your, your understandings, your perspectives to the best of your ability for the world. Whether that means you're, you know, moving the, moving the food from the factory to the grocery store, or you're helping the kids get from school to college. And for me, it's trying to help people. Um, it's trying to use my musical and my lyrical abilities to get people, um, from wherever they're at to somewhere happier, to somewhere uh, more fulfilled, to somewhere more joyful. Because I don't believe I can change anybody's life. I don't believe anybody can change anybody's life, but I believe everybody has the power to change their own life so I can hopefully inspire people to change their own life. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to think, oh yeah, we're going to change people's lives. 
but that's just like the ego. You know, you can't change anybody. People have to make Every, their own decisions. Yeah. You can't change nobody's life. You can plant no. seeds. That's how I exactly. Actually, you can plant exactly. the seed. So but we're planting think, seeds with music. Exactly. So our purpose is to plant the seed, 100%. I also believe that if you plant the seed and then if you wait for it to grow, then I think you're also digging your own grave. Because you can't wait for that seed to grow. Yes. Because it might be that that seed is not going to grow. Yep. And you're missing out on planting a seed with someone else. So funny you say that because I used to work at a, at a, at a summer camp for um, five summers. And one of the biggest messages that I came to understand is that you may never see the fruits of your own, your own labor. You know, everybody wants exactly. instant gratification. You know, I helped this person and then they were so grateful that they just, they just told me how great it was. They cry. People want to see like visible, emotive. But, you know, it's like that's when your ego is involved. Like when your ego is driving you, it's like, yeah, you want to see that. Give, give me the reaction. Are, Show me how yeah. great I am, right? But when, yeah. when your heart is involved, you can put that work in and that is the reward. So like if the whatever. Move on. You know, yeah, because whatever whatever fruits of your harvest come, they're not your harvest. They're, the, they're that person. It's like, and that's the most beautiful thing if you think about it, because you could be having a, a a bad day two years from now, but it might be on that day. Little little do you know that exactly. some, some work you put in changed somebody's life two years down the road, and you and you still and you might never know. So it's like on any day, there's the plausible deniability of like I might have done something wonderful. You know, hundred percent, yeah. Do you have any fears? Oh, so many of them. <laughs> you want to tell us about them? Sure, sure. I think we all do. I think that that is, I think humans either act on fear or desire when we are, um, let me rephrase that. I think when humans are messing up, it's because we're acting on fear or desire. Okay. Um, and for me, there's lots of fears. There's the fear of, um, there's the fear of time, and by oh, that wow. I mean the fear of time not having enough time. But in reality, I know on the flip side that time is abundant. So it's a, it's an illogical fear. It's an irrational fear, but it's a fear. Um, there's the fear of um, I, how do I, I'm trying to figure out exactly how to word these fears because because there's the there's the with every fear, there's the there's the roots and there's the yeah. weeds, and sometimes yeah. we see the weeds. And think that's what we're afraid of, but we're afraid of something much deeper. Um, and so, for me, with the fear of time, it's like the fear that I don't have enough of it. The fear that maybe I started too late. The fear that I won't be able to accomplish what I have set out to accomplish um, in the time that I have given. Um, mm. And all of that comes from a place of lack of belief in in the abundance of the world in my faith in in my purpose um so i know it's a fear i can overcome uh there's also the fear of judgment oftentimes mm -hmm. and the fear of judgment i think for me manifests in very subtle ways because i'm very confident i really am i know i'm confident and i know i believe in myself and at this point i mean i have to say this the universe has given me so much affirmation i have no rational reason to have to fear judgment because mm. oh, I've I've been given so I've been given unrealistic affirmations, like, like, and I say unrealistic, nothing's unrealistic, but like unrealistic <laughs> yeah. affirmations, things that nobody gets really that I shouldn't. 
take for granted. Talk about. <laughs> you know, but like, but at the end of the day, when I take those affirmations for granted, I can start fearing judgment. Um, this superstar or that superstar might say, you're great. But then I might have a post one day and um, I might start comparing myself to somebody else. Mm. And I'm, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I sound as good as that person. So then I start fearing other people are going to judge me. But then I realize nobody's judging me by comparison to that person. They're judging me only on me and they're not judging me. They're just appreciating me. Um, mm. So you create these things in your head. And I think one other one would be the fear of success. Why do you believe that you might have, or you have, fear of success? Because success means change. You know, success means that um, you lose control. When, when I'm just starting my Instagram three years ago, I got no followers. I could post whatever I want. Nothing's going to change. And I know at that point in 2019, 2018, like, it's going to take years before I... So, like, there's nothing scary in that. It's just the same... I, my whole life can remain the same. You grind every day, go home, eat, hang out with the friends, hang out with my wife. My life is normal. You know what I'm saying? Like from 2018, 19, 20, then things, success starts coming, right? Mm. You start getting 10,000 followers, 50,000, 100,000. You start getting verified. You start getting millions of streams. You start getting fans from uh, other places in the world. You start having people recognize you in real life where you're most comfortable. And, um, and then you start to realize, oh, like my life is different now. And there are different expectations that people are holding. And there are different um, realities that I have to navigate. And so when that happens, your life changes. You lose a little bit of control. We all love having control of our lives. Success kind of yanks the reins a little bit away from you. You have to, you have to, you have to wrestle for the, for the reins of your life against success, I think. Do you believe well, do you believe fear of success comes also so change that's one and fear of success can come because you're now responsible mm. like you said you're you're now responsible you're now responsible so for oh, okay. example yes yeah you feel it could also be that right yeah i mean with every platform comes responsibility, you know? Yeah. And, and I see a lot of artists really using their platforms in a beautiful way. And I commend yeah. that fires me. And then I see a lot of people who are using their platform in a way where I'm like, man, like, I don't know if I believe yeah. in that. I don't know if that's, you know, and it's not, it's not about judging people. It's not about, Oh, you know, cause everybody's got their own life and their own story and their own truth. Right. But, um, you do realize like, okay, first and foremost, and most importantly, there's kids watching. Because in the age of social media, kids have more access to anything than they ever had before. And kids are the most important thing in the world, period. Yeah. yeah. You have children watching you who are not just the future, they're the present. You have, um, you know, impressionable people watching you, people who are going through mental health struggles, people who are... Um, looking up to you, admiring you, and, 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 and potentially um, making their next move in life based on your inspiration. And exactly. so you realize, you know, it's actually when you say you have responsibility, like for me, sometimes it's hard to even be aware of that cognitively. It's hard to remember that because like as an artist, and especially as an independent artist, self-managed artist, it's a grind where I'm like, I'm 
focus so much on my career, it is hard to remember that sometimes. It is hard to, to like step Put out. Put it into consideration. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know it at the end of the day, but in my day-to-day moment by moment, when you're just in the grind and the grind and the grind, you know, um, it's easy to forget those things. 100%. Also, Gary, that comes with success. I think as long as the intention is in place and the, the fact that the awareness of children are watching and, and you are responsible for your platform and you do have followers, as long as that int- awareness is there and the intent of creating is to plant that seed, I think then when it slips, it's a kind of okay, you know? Yeah, I mean, people know you're human and, and, I, and I don't hide yeah. that on my platform. Like, that's one of my most favorite decisions of mine as as a as a artist or as a creative is that like i chose to just be very real with my audience which comes with pros and cons um on one side you lose the smoke and mirrors that a lot of artists have you know you can't you can't um some artists like having a veil where it's like behind this veil you don't there's plausible deniability like i might be cooler than you think i am i might be uh i might be more cool than you even realize or i might be less cool than you think but you don't know right like for me i think i realized like that's just too stressful to try to fight a battle of trying to convince people of who i am like Mm. and and i think that's like something you go through in high school and like grade school where it's like I don't no, want to you're that. yourself. Yeah. I'm an adult. Like you can, you can either <laughs> dislike me or not like me, but I am who I am. And like, I'm trying to get better at certain things that I'm not good at, but like, like I, I don't, I don't of, that. And it's less of a hassle to have that veil and it's energy draining. I mean, as adults, I feel like we already have enough yeah. <laughs> to add that. Like it's easier to just be you. And when you're not being you, you're just putting putting so much energy into not being you. It's like yeah, it's it's a it's a whole other part of your job to to to. to well, I mean, it's like thinking if you were an actor, you have to play a role. You it's time and energy consuming, and then you come to realize, oh, oh my God, people like me better than this role I was playing. Because in the beginning of my career, I think I did the very beginning struggle, like to be like, what's my tone on social media? What's my What's my image? What's my brand? Um, I come to realize, like, it's me, you know? It's me, and, like, it doesn't come without its drawbacks, because there's definitely, then when people, then when people attack you, it's like, it's personal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're, and they don't like something about what they're seeing, it's like, they don't, they're not liking you. But that's okay, yeah. you know? That's okay, <laughs> exactly. because, like, no. If everybody likes you, then like you're probably pretty boring. And if um, you know, and if people have a problem with you, I, I definitely came to learn this like a little while ago, which is really nice. It's not about. It's never about you. It's never about you. It's always about them. They're going through something and they're projecting onto you. Like even when I don't like something about someone, it's not about that person. It's about me. You know, it's like um, you can never take things personal. I agree, and. I believe if people don't like you, I mean, sorry, if, if everybody likes you, then I believe you're somehow, somewhere 
people please and you're somehow somewhere still not fully being true to yourself and i think that's where we need to watch ourselves yeah i agree people I agree. are toxic <laughs> is that what you said no, no. Keep people pleasing is so toxic oh okay <laughs> yeah, i think that's what i meant <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean people pleasing is the worst characteristic and i'm guilty of it i'm guilty oh, yeah. of we all are. I mean, I'm, I had to say like, it's definitely one of those things where like, I'm perhaps like on the other extreme where I don't like consider people enough, but, um, but like, I know it's in my immediate life, there are people who are very, uh, who struggle with people pleasing and I see how it eats away at people, you know, because you, you exhaust so much of your energy and your emotion into trying to do something for somebody else that you can never do. You can never please somebody else. They have to please mm -hmm. themselves. So like, it's like if you spend every day working super hard, manual labor, trying to build a wall you could never build. It's like, you're just going to kill yourself slowly. So it's like, why even, why even try? Yeah. Why even bother? And honestly, as someone who used to people please and finally found out how to get myself out of it, I look back at my old self and I, and it's not so long ago. I wonder why, and you know, people pleasing doesn't come just because you want to please another person. It's really not about that. It's also back to yourself. Yeah. You're missing things inside of you that you're trying to fulfill with people, with friends, with strangers even. So yeah. I think whether people love you so much, then your people pleasing somehow maybe people should watch out to that characteristic on themselves and if people hate on you i think it's also yeah like you said a reflection of that person and vice versa if i'm hating on someone then i should ask myself as well so in reality we're really all just each other's mirrors that's you so know? true that's so true and and um you know because of that it should be so easy for us to fix ourselves and never judge other people because it's like yeah. I can relate, but but it's it's you know it's it's easier to judge. Easy and it's easier said than done, you know, because we're broken and we're all navigating, um, you know, because of fear. Everyone's af afraid. And healing is not an easy journey. It's very it's a painful one. People are talking about it. It's a it's great and it's trending, amazing, but it's like. Uh, it's a journey and shedding is a heavy and to shed your you're on the path of healing and people never combine these two words which healing is shedding and shedding is fucking painful and i think society sells us on this romantic idea of like be as happy as you can be live as long as you can live it's like more and and better and happier is the goal but like you said sometimes you got to go through the shit sometimes you got to like sometimes like pain is what you need you like exactly. like i genuinely and i had this conversation literally last night humans are meant to suffer like not our whole lives but we have to go through suffering to 100%. uh to find like healing and to find redemption and to find um, purpose. And 
it's just the same. I mean, if I told someone, yeah, there's peaks and valleys in life, people would believe that, right? Oh, yeah, peaks and valleys, ups and downs. It sounds nice. But when you put it in those terms, like suffering, I don't know if we're supposed to suffer, but we are. Like, and that, yeah. that's what happens in the valleys. And then you're talked like people don't approve with you when you start putting healing and negativity together, you know? But the truth is the truth, you know? No one is healing without pain. No one is healing without tears. No one is healing without, well, at least for me, crossing some suicidal thoughts um, because you think you're not good enough or this is life and that's, it's, that's it, it's over and that's what it will forever be. No one's healing without these things. And if someone is, that's amazing. Please come on the show and tell us your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a human. It's not a human. You yeah. Know? Like, 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 because, like you said, like those thoughts of suicidal uh, thoughts, depression, anxious thoughts, anxiety. Um, they're all part of the human experience of reconciling for your existence and trying to um, understand your purpose and your pain and your story. And it's like you said, no one heals without pain or or adversity right like there's a story where um and someone taught me this the other day and i can't remember exactly who it is but i wish you could give them credit let think for a second i wish i could throw their name out in particular it was if somebody but um trees right, yeah. they, they built trees in a dome right and those trees kept dying right and the reason why those trees were dying is because the roots of those trees weren't being tested so there wasn't any wind, there wasn't any adversity for the trees to tell the roots grow stronger, to, to, to have the tree go through adversity and become stronger, right? We as humans, same thing. If we don't go through, oh, it's my friend Morgan. Shout out Morgan Jay, he's a comedian. Hi, right? Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but as humans, if we don't go through adversity, if we're not tested, if we don't suffer, we don't grow stronger. We don't, we don't, we're not meant for a life without it. And so it's like, if you, if, and that's why people who I think grow up without any adversity, they really struggle when, when, when the first adversity hits maybe in their adulthood, cause they're not, you know, and that's why I think the people who grow up through adversity are the strongest because they've been building those roots for, from childhood. And so life, they're, they're, they're life tested. Um, and we all, exist somewhere on that spectrum of like how much adversity we've gone through how early and adversity can be quite physical of like we need a place to live we need food or it can be um emotional abuse or it can be just like mental health struggles or academic struggles it can be anything but and that's the beauty of life is that we're all going through our own you know and nobody's and i don't believe in comparative suffering nobody's suffering is more or less important than the other but uh you know, everybody's story is different. And so in that way, we can all be a mirror for each other, but we can all also be like that missing puzzle piece of like, oh, like I can help you because I understand how this works. And you can help me because you understand how that works. Yeah. What do you, what do you believe, Anise, this world is missing? Mm, that's a great question. What do I think the world, is, so many things the world is missing. I'm going yeah, to try to answer this in a non-generic sense. Um, I think the world is missing nothing, actually. Really? I think the world is missing nothing, yes. I think the world is quite abundant. I'm changing my answer. I don't think there's yeah. so many things. That Where are you twisting this to? <laughs> because the world is so abundant. The world, we have everything yeah. we need already, right? So what do you think humanity is missing? 
Okay, that's a different question. <laughs> I think uh, humanity is still missing nothing. I think humanity is, the problem is success, not what we're missing. I think humanity is corrupted with greed. And I think greed and fear causes humanity to not realize that we already had everything we already need, right? We already had the abundance, whether it was nature, sustenance, love, opportunity. Compassion, empathy, forgiveness. All of our emotions, our heart is everything we need. Like, like, and I'm a spiritual person and I think God made us with everything we need from the very beginning. Like, which is why I don't believe in so much of these new technological advances, even though I'm a social media artist who's, who's come up on technology. But I'll say this, I don't think we need it. I don't think we need, um, you know, these new ways of, of um, being able to communicate through technology. I don't think we need these new ways of being able to virtually live in a different reality. I don't think we believe, I don't think we need any of those things. I think those are all distractions from our pain. And our pain can be, I think, healed from in what we already have in nature in 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 a, in a in a clean diet in time with other human beings in in literature in reading in storytelling in art um i really think we don't miss anything i don't think the world's missing i don't think humanity's missing anything i think we're trying to have things we don't need we're trying to look elsewhere for things that that are already inside of us when you're when i mean you will go crazy i think if you are always looking there or something that's in here because you're going to spend your whole life. It's like if you were playing hide and go seek with a friend and you spend 99 years looking for him, you're going to go crazy. It was yeah. in here. It's like the story of the alchemist, right? The treasure was all already inside. Yeah. And so we, 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 we exhaust our lives. And I'm guilty of this as an artist, especially, Oh my God, like looking for affirmation, followers, stream counts, money, whatever it is, looking for fulfillment outside because it'll never exist out there um where do you look for fulfillment now and what do you advise others to do to to find fulfillment knowing that we live in such a in such an environment such a way i still look for it in the wrong places um but in the times where i'm looking for it in the right places it's within my heart you know i'm saying if you so as an artist if you believe in your art if your art makes you feel some type of way It's incredible. There's nothing better. That is Mm. successful, powerful art. Soul filled, yeah. And the moment, and I learned this from my friend Yusuf, the moment that you start creating your art out of the fear of affirmation, uh, out of the fear of algorithms, out of the fear of I need to get this done in time, the moment art is made of fear, it's going to be shit art. And, you know, because art has to come from love, not fear. Um, and I create most of my art from fear, which is why most of the things I've made are shit. But the few times that I made something out of love, it's clear the world is like, whoa, that is different. And so, um, and I think that's every artist. Every artist can acknowledge that 99% of what they made is shit. And that 1% of what they made is like, oh man. And it's because that 1% of the time, they had the gumption to follow their heart and they had the intuition and the clarity and the peace of mind to be like, I'm going to sit down and write or paint or create this from the power in here, you know? Yeah. And what is, what is it you're working on now? Apart from what lovers do, are you working on something else? 
Oh yeah, big time. I got what lovers do just dropped it last Monday. Um, and then I've got I want to drop like four more songs by the end of 2021. That will give me I think eight on the year, which is good. It's less than what I go what my goal was, but it's plenty. Um and then an album in 2022. And the album, I'm just gonna say right now, is gonna be like so amazing and so powerful because the the main difference on the album is going to be that I'm going to say yes to way more things. I'm going to involve way more um, collaboration. I'm going to create art for the first time in my life. Um, I think with fear not being too much in the picture. And I'm just going to say yes. If someone, if there's someone I admire and like we talked about making a song, I'm going to be like, let's make it. If my producer wants to challenge me in a way, I'm going to say, yes, let's do it. If, if I'm sitting here uh, after we get off this call and I'm like, I have two choices. I can stress out about the algorithm or I can go sit down in a park and write lyrics for two hours. Let's go write those lyrics. I'm going to start saying yes. And I think that's why that album, and I'll say this right now, is going to be the one that's like, whoa, like, like not only is it going to, the most important thing is it's going to connect with people more than ever before, but on a, on a secular and worldly level, it's going to be the one for me. It's going to be the one where it's like, okay, wow. Like, I can now do this full time and I can now um, be at a point where I'm sustainable on my own art. And that's, I think, really every artist's most important threshold. So this album is going to be your proof of what it means to truly be yourself and trust in yourself. Yeah, to myself, proof to, proof to myself, yes. Yeah. It's going to be proof to everybody that this is what happens when you trust and believe in yourself without fear. So we can't wait, really. <laughs> I'm so excited because like dropping singles is nice and, I, and I'm gonna probably drop the album in singles, but um, dropping singles is nice, but it's so much nicer when you can tell a cohesive story, when you can um, sort of give people um, a more sensible narrative. Because storytelling is the most important thing in art, in my opinion. I believe storytelling is truly the most important thing in any form of expression. Yes. Without storytelling, I think any form of expression would truly lose its sense of value and uniqueness and rawness to your human self and another human connecting to you. So, so I truly believe and love what you're doing because it does have a true story to it and your passion and your soul and your vibe is really out there. When I posted that I'm doing an interview with you, someone said, this guy's energy is insane. <laughs> and they're living in Saudi. That's crazy. <laughs> so that's, you should that's, know, you should know you're translating your truth online. That's hard to sort of, it's so, it's, you hear one thing on digital media, but it's different when it's like in person. And it's like, I'm just, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Like, and it's just so real. Like when you follow your heart, things like that happen. When you follow your heart, like, the world opens up to you. And like, I saw other people doing it before I was following my heart. And I believed it because they did it, you know? And exactly. so like, they planted the seed in you. And now it's like, oh, like I can be, person helping plant the seed and it's just like like if you needed any proof like i'm so happy to be the proof for people like less than three years ago i was not making music i was 
I was delivering pizzas. I was lost. I was substitute teaching. I was overcoming. I was on the tail end of overcoming a battle with mental health. Um, and, you know, I said, I'm going to follow my heart. And here we are. You know, it's life can change quick when you just decide, like, stop fighting it. You know? I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. <laughs> who inspires you? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're getting into to the end. And first, I want to know who inspires you. I want to know um, how you want to be remembered. Ooh. Um, I have many inspirations. I think first and foremost is like my inner child, and I say that in the sense of like I remember. I try every day to remember the way I was as a kid. I try to remember what 10-year-old Anise cared about, what 5-year-old Anise got excited about, what 15-year-old Anise was curious about. Um, and I think when you when you let your inner child still be present as an inspiration, you can make, because your inner child was the one who was most true to who you are. I mean, that's the best version of yourself. So I try to let that be my inspiration so I can get back to that as close as possible. Um, but I'm also inspired by other people more so. Um, anyone who who has overcome fear, anyone who has gone through that that terrifying battle with 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 fear and 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 hypotheticals and what ifs. Um, yeah. You know, I know people in my life that have gone through some really scary times that have. Um, allowed themselves the, the courage to to say no to those fears and to say yes to life. Um, friends, some of my best friends, my wife, um, just people, and, and people I, I don't even know. People I don't even know. People I've never even met in real life. Um, artists that I admire that just like inspire me in the way that they have decided, you know what, I'm going to connect with people. I'm going to, I'm going to let my life be a, be a mirror for other people, you know? And so I think in that sense, artists like Lauren Hill, artists like John Mayer, artists like in the IRE, like artists who, who tell stories from their heart. And yes. yeah, I think storytellers are like probably some of the more inspiring people. Same. Same. And, uh, in terms of how I want to be remembered, I don't think it matters really. Cause like if we get into that, it's going to start getting really, for me, it's going to start getting really ego based of like what legacy I want or what, cause it all has to do with like trying to reconcile with mortality. Like I'm going to die and I don't think I will be remembered to be honest with you. Like very, very like shortly after, like maybe I'll get remembered for like, when I get to the pinnacle of my career, maybe it'll get me to a point where I'm remembered for like a few hundred years or something. Like maybe, maybe. And then like, I oh, think that? you'll be remembered. I think you'll be remembered for your humble soul. <laughs> Maybe I'll be remembered. The only way I'll be remembered is through other people. It's like um, you are, and my best friend Jason always preaches this. You are sort of an amalgamation of everybody who's influenced you, and so whoever I've influenced will influence other people, who will influence other people, and in that sense, I'll be remembered, but not by name. You know, what I'm saying I'll be remembered by whatever anonymous contributions I gave to someone's life. And when you look at it that way, it's kind of beautiful because you might have been, you might be, you might be the memory of someone from a thousand years ago. You might be 
holding the influence of someone from 2000 years ago. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, in that sense, maybe I'll be remembered forever, but I don't think by name, I think by my Instagram account and I don't think by, you know, my, uh, my mustache, I think it'll be by, um, much more subtle and probably humbling things. It would be your art and how you left an incredible impression on all our souls. Hopefully, hopefully. I <laughs> truly hope you enjoyed this conversation and this louder session with us. And we truly can't wait to see your next move, your next big thing. Um, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing, inspiring us all with your beautiful self. And please don't give up on being yourself. Never. Because being yourself has implanted a seed within all of us over here. And I, I promise you that is the fact. I can send you screenshots, what people are saying about you. So really, thank you so I, much, Anit, for being here. Sorry. I love, this conversation. I love this conversation. It was a wonderful part of my day. And I think because of this conversation, I will be creating more beautiful art today. So thank you. I'm so happy. So we'll speak soon. And hopefully when you're here in Dubai, we'll get to see you. That's a, that's a guarantee. All right. Amazing. Peace. Take care. Bye. Bye.